0: Welcome to Green Knight Podcast. Uh, We're back again with an interview with Richard Harris, and I didn't give him a proper interview because uh, I thought he was inviting me on his pod. And really, it was the other way around. (laughs) So we got to the point where we were going to do the introduction, and I hadn't made an introduction. I thought I was going to be introduced. So... Right, You know I'm seated the parents, and so that's how it went. I just did a quick introduction, and that's where this interview will start at that point. Um Richard Harris is, you know, based out of England, and he uh, does work to help people um, navigate this, you know, whatever, whatever we got going on here as a collective, this civilization. And you can look him up, Richard Harris. Um, in Bath, England, and so he's a bit younger than me, you know, I always have a youthful attitude despite my age, right, I always kind of stay in my mind, you know, the viewpoint is from a certain kind of uh, an an agelessness, you know, Uh,
1: but I'm always interested to meet, um, you know, younger people who
0: um, have a similar vision not a vision, you know, personal vision, but like be able to see things. And then when you see something, uh, you try to come up with a way to describe it, right, to others when you can perceive something. And so it's interesting how uh, we can end up saying the same thing with different words. And I think that's what uh, Richard and I did in this discussion. Um, about, um, how we actually, instead of just pointing out all of the symptoms, you know, of our diseased civilization, right, uh, get to the root cause of the problem. And that's what we were both interested in. I think that's why we somehow came in contact with each other. And, uh. Yeah, so that's uh, what this discussion is about, and I hope you guys enjoy it.
1: <laughs> All right,
2: you guys, uh, welcome to Green Night. I'm, I'm gonna—I guess I'll publish this on Green Night. So, uh. If my audience probably already knows that I'm like seat of the pants, right? I've decided that that's the way to go, (laughs) you know, and so that's what this whole thing is, right? So this conversation is between Richard and Birch, and I am the host of the Green Knight podcast, which is more of a storage communication, but this is the latest edition, you know, episode 25. And so I welcome Richard, who is a life coach and also wants to work on how we um, uh, first navigate this transition that we uh, find ourselves in and then uh, be able to make the right choices,
0: you know, uh, moving forward. Right. In order to. uh, um, Build. uh, something that is you know in alignment with uh
2: uh the principles would, that would actually permit us to continue on forward and expand um as uh you know a species i suppose does that sound good to you richard
3: yeah totally yeah i mean you get lost in semantics but it's like it's a really difficult time to be alive there's a big load of challenge out there and if we if we do do it a bit shit we might end up with like a sort of like global pedo Soviet Union with like sort of shit cyborgs everywhere, and that would be awful. And then the yeah. other side, we were hinting at this before the introduction, like we could have a Renaissance culture, that's yeah. so good it will make your nose bleed. And I would like the second one, and I'd like it to be very, very good. And I, and also, like I don't, I don't know what you think about this, Birch. Like I, I, I often think I'd like to know I did well during this time. You know, like fate, karma, what have you, set me and you up to be incarnated as adults during this time. Yeah. I so, want, want to be able to look myself in the mirror at the end of it. What <laughs> do you think?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's like you got to make choices that you're going to be able to live with. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want to be like grunting <laughs> up on Frank, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, uh, and then one of the points I make that it's living is the key, right? That's the focus we need to have, right? Which is how to live in the best possible way. And, you know, What is that? What is, what does living mean? You know, what does it mean to you?
3: Well, okay. That's a really good question. (laughs) Um, well, I guess, I guess it could mean, it could mean a lot of things, but it, but it, but it's a, uh, like an embodied, an embodied consciousness in the manifested world is living, which, which Mm -hmm. like, if you get all pantheistic about it, which I guess we both are, right. So we're talking about about like alchemy and stuff off camera, like, even like a crystal is living. It's just it's just like a different expression of consciousness. Like I think we're both quite pantheistic, so mm-hmm. so that's it. So it's a process of consciousness anchored into the manifested world. But then it doesn't have to be manifested because you can say like a, a spirit that isn't incarnate is is living. It just isn't anchored here. So so what's it like a process of consciousness somewhere in this creation and other creations? Perhaps that's what it is.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean. I, I like that. I like that. Definitely. I, I I like to think of our bodies, you know, it's like obviously you've heard this and everyone talks about it as, you know, it's like we're not our bodies, right? Our bodies are just a vessel, right? Yeah. Or I like to think of our bodies as a bridge, right? And so like our bodies are made to do stuff, right? In the 3D, right? They're like... Yep. That's what our gift is, right? Our gift is to to have this body in order to, you know, uh, actualize, you know, something in this 3D space, right? Well put, yes. Yes. And, and so we, I mean, it's to remember that, like, you know, um, we are spirit, you know, in, um, you know, having a physical experience. But this physical experience is like it's made to you know this body is made to do stuff right (laughs) you know what I mean, (laughs) and and so it's like for me that is living right is like to um, actualize what gifts you were born with and everyone was born with you know a particular set right
3: yeah million percent I think you're right and and I think in 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 the greater context like the soul has many lives with all sorts of different bodies and and in all sorts of different contexts so you can learn different aspects of this preposterously difficult challenge which is like actually learn how to use consciousness yeah which is so big and so much of a of a terrible and beautiful responsibility and my take on it perhaps the same as yours i don't know is like it's just such a big deal that you have to you have to work on it from all these different angles and by restricting yourself in a body in this manifested world it forces you to like zone in on on different little bits of it yeah
2: yeah and uh i mean man there's a lot of different ways we could go um with this and it relates to what we were talking already about you know so or it was (laughs) but i mean talking about like what we can actually do right so first let's talk about this transition like what is this transition that we're living through right now um, and and to qualify that also with r- recognizing that every generation has perceived their the their own selves as going through a transition, you know what I mean? Which was no less uh, radical for them, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like to also like not say that this is the time, you know, this is the transition when every previous generation thought the same thing, you know what I mean?
3: Yeah, so I, so I, I'm, i probably setting myself up to fall into a cognitive bias and be stupid. <laughs> I'm going to stick my neck out. I, I think there, there is a certain amount of uniqueness to this thing. Um, okay, some of them. So we're transitioning between two ages, Pisces and Aquarius. So that makes it, you know, unique, or at least unique twelve times in a great year, which is like twenty five thousand odd years, right? So that's one of them. The other one is there's this exponential growth curve of like technology at the moment. Each with like extinction level events probably attached to them. So, World War II, that kind of thing, horrific and all that. But, but there wasn't like the nanotech or the AI or like the, the weird rep- weaponized propaganda that can send a whole planet insane or like, I don't know, fucking scalar technology that like runs the UFO fleet, where if everyone knew, had a little scalar physics box in their basement and just turned the dial to 11, like you blow off half the, half the planet. <laughs> right. Or, 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 or Right. Or, or like the dodgy weapons they've got that are even better than the, the nukes. Like I could go on. There's the, I don't know how many existential threats there are. There's fucking dozens of them. Yeah. So, so that, that's different. And then, and then there's the the, the the increase of interest in our cousins from the stars. So like the UFOs are coming here much more. Also interested in the nuclear weapons and stuff. Also interested in the sacred sites. The Earth energy grid is activating. So Earth is moving into this different space in space. And to my understanding, there's three functions, like one of which being it's moving out of this magnetic cloud, um, and there's two other ones that are escaping at the moment, which means that the Earth energy grid is enlarging. So in 2017, the, the master dowsers all picked up, that the Earth energy line started like doubling in width, and, mm-hmm. and the harmony times, which happened four times a year before the equinox and solstice, started lengthening. Now, there they used to be one day, now they're like 17 or 18 days or something, and they're going to be year-round harmony by next year, autumn, I think. So, so the, the, there's a, and, and also, uh, as the great year goes, this is pretty much exactly on, on the other side, on the shadow of Atlantis, like 12,800 years ago, where you had that cataclysm effect. That right, even right. The normie sci- right, even the normie scientists know that happened now, and we're <laughs> on the exact opposite but they do, because of you know people like Graham Hancock and Robert Schock and, and the rest of it. like. Uh, it's on the opposite side so yeah there is that cognitive bias and maybe it's just like you know some other great apocalypse will happen in 50 years and i'll look at this video and think oh those two thought they were living through the actual but, <laughs> but nevertheless i'm going to stick my neck out uh, into the trap i i mm-hmm. think it is a bit unique you know
2: yeah and maybe all of the previous living was intended for us to have the uh the faculties to be able to navigate this at this
3: point you know i think i think you're on you're on something like, i think that's very very deep do you want to expand that idea uh
2: yeah I've, i mean it's something i talk about in the podcast and you know in reference to what you were talking about with technology and its effect you know on us you know the way it affects us and you know the excess existential threat that exists uh, due to our technology, and uh, uh, you know, some people say that, uh, um, our the way that we operate, which is this, um, adversarial mode of operation, you know, in society, uh, is incompatible with our level of technology,
3: you know, completely agree. hundred percent. Yeah. What, why and, do you think that, why, why does that necessarily follow? Do you think?
2: Um, because it's a, you know, uh, the adversarial mode of operation, Uh, by which most people conduct themselves in relationship with others, right? It's like a simple, like, decision-making process that is based on whether or not someone else is a threat or not, right? And so it's assumed, really, that everyone thinks of everyone else as a threat, right? And that's reinforced to the nth degree recently, right? You know what I mean? In the past three years?
3: Yeah, Oh, are we are we censored on this song? Can we can we use the afterword words? <laughs>
2: um, but yeah, and so it's like that adversarial mode of operation kind of creates a structure of society that uh, um, um, would lead to a point at which the decision making process would include these destructive means. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a you know it's a limit to the behavior.
3: Right. You know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's such such good point. So so it's gone as far as it can go. Um, we, we've we've created all this technology that's at this preposterous height now, and it, and it, and it's at a stage where and also we've we've summoned the most apex evolved version of the centralized authority, which is which is these fit hierarchies based on fear. Whereas if you you know embody your consciousness sufficiently in love, it necessarily becomes egalitarian. We can we can unpack that a bit later. Yeah. It's yeah. Really but, but, and, and equally, if, you, if you're in this pit fear thinking, you have to necessarily arrange yourself in a hierarchy. So we can, if we have time, we can talk about that as well. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, but we've got the apex of that. Because one of the interesting things is everyone's like, especially from the freedom movement, they're like, oh, we've got to come together. We've got to come together. It's like, well, not really. Like, like we, we have, in fact, come together in, 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 a, in a more substantial, uh, unified sort of way than all of recorded history. In these gigantic, global, uh, centralized authorities that are like linked together, you know, and, and 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 it is it's our togetherness that's causing all these fucking problems. It's the cabal and all their shenanigans, and so so we've got the, the absolute apex of what you're d- describing there, and 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 it's almost like it, it's it's like um, I don't know, like what comes to mind is like the way Dostoevsky, for example, has to like he, he doesn't create these shit characters that straw men that are easy to undo he creates the strongest possible argument for, for, for like something that's bad and then and then argues against that and it's almost like the cabal is like the strongest possible like shit fear-based system that there ever could be and and to, to lever ourselves up into in, into this new thing which is going to going to be a whole different type of human and a whole different way of being we have to overcome the, the fear system in its best possible guise. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> so um, you were talking about the
2: uh, uh, the cataclysm, right? The younger younger Dryas, and yeah. And so I'm. T- yeah, it's obvious that that happened, right? <laughs> not. I mean, I'm not sure exactly how the glaciers got melted. You know, all at once. You know. And all of series of
3: meteorites, I think, isn't it? Isn't that looking that way?
2: Yeah, like or some comet broke up and like struck in multiple
3: places. You From know? the torrid meteor stream. It, I, yeah. I think it started like that and it ended like that, is, is the best available evidence, I think.
2: Yeah, but uh, previous to that there was a worldwide culture, right? You know. It was that, yeah, <laughs> that, that was on the planet, right? And it was completely destroyed yeah. by that, right? Yeah this right is this what you think too because you mentioned it and i was wondering yeah
3: yeah, you're like (laughs) and then then, they the remnants of that first of all they wrote about that cataclysm and all these different things plato being the famous one Mm -hmm. there's loads of them and then their seeds seeded all these fully formed cultures all around the world like immediately afterwards you got like things like gobekli Tepe. you got like all those big megaliths in uh, like teo and arco in south america which were like you know how was that eight thousand ten thousand years something yeah. like that and, and, and they're seeded as fully formed cultures which then devolved and then yeah, evolved yeah. A bit more. so obviously yeah,
2: it, yeah, it's obvious. yeah. yeah. and and so some you spoke of tiwanaku right it's like isn't that where um also are those uh h-shaped blocks that fit together like legos
3: yeah so it's like we struggle to make it <laughs> Now, astral is astrologically obsessed, and the astrology that it gears itself up to is I'll, I'll be wrong on the year, but let's just run with like 8,000 years old. It's something super old, yeah. And 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 what's it doing in you know in that place all that time ago when you know there was supposed to be hunter gatherers that could you know we'll, we'll, we'll like stone age or something, yeah,
2: you know? yeah. And so, and really, I mean, and there's these terrorist, um uh you know the mountains is terraced above there and it's above where anything can grow like the elevation you know so it's like you know in reference to the cataclysm it's like it's almost like uh mountains got raised in a matter of weeks you know like thousands of feet there's that lake and they have these uh, yeah. stone pylons with uh you know
1: well, they, they rod- found a uh, whale well- yeah oh, go sorry on. hey sorry hey. Stone pylons. Uh, oh stone
2: pylons with uh you know um ocean going rope uh diameter where wear marks right. right at the lake there so it's like yeah, yeah. a little yeah. tiny lake that you can see across you know it's like, yeah <laughs> obviously something happened right. But, uh, you know, all kinds of shit happened. The glaciers melted and that changed the, sh- the the weight that's on the crust and the crust is rebounding and then there's all this stuff that happens all at once, you know? Yeah, it's Like, probably. Yeah, and the crazy floods. But
3: yeah. uh So it's like... Yeah, I think if, you, if you've taken the time to look into the stuff and you're not using the usual normie denial things, and I've realized recently, by the way, that like the normie culture is inexorably linked to denial. If you get rid of denial... <laughs> So literally, it's one for one. It's not even mostly. It's it's hundred percent. If you get rid of the ad hominins, the gaslighting, the condemnation without examination, the rest mm-hmm. of it, like you will not have a normie culture. You, what you will then have is a gnostic culture, which is forced to be curious. Yeah. You pull on one thread, and that leads to three more threads, and you pull on you know three more from that, and so on and so forth, and eventually, you realise that you're a much 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 more expansive, multi-dimensional, interesting thing than, than you ever could imagine you were. But it, it takes a normie culture of denial, you know, of, of, of like like the things that I mentioned there and more in order to stay in this like kind of like calcified state where you believe in all this yeah. dumb shit that they, those poor bastards believe in and it's killing them now, actually. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it's all controlled through
2: credibility and the perception of credibility, you know? Exactly. But Argument I, from authority. Another one. Yeah. And so, one thing I begin my podcast with that statement, which is that the veracity of information is independent of source, you know. And so, you have to maintain that that outlook always, right? Yeah, and so- it's a it's way more difficult, right, to actually um, take in information and evaluate it,
3: right? Such such a good point. So, so one of one of one of the little challenges that that I've set myself over the last like six months or so. Is like to get as scruffy and as outwardly like unsubstantial and unqualified looking as I possibly can. <laughs> so, so, no, seriously, it's something I I enjoy. I really enjoy it, especially when I'm around important special people, because they're like reality distortion field, really sort of sucks you into the normal paradigm a lot more. And then it's like, man, I really have to draw from something good. If I've got nothing, no credibility no shaved beard, no decent-looking clothes, nothing for, for to lean in. And, and, and I don't know, I just find it kind of fun uh, to, to set that <laughs> touch.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, that's something we could talk about is like you. So I wanted to get back to like you were talking about how we overcome the system of fear, you know? Yeah. And the reason I brought up Younger Dryas is because like it's been since then. You know, <laughs> it's like we haven't been able to do it right this whole time since the the cataclysm, since the fall. You could call it the fall of man. You know, in a way, because mm-hmm. you know, whatever you know, the cataclysm created a situation in which uh, you know this fear based mindset maybe was uh, you know something that was a symptom of it, right? You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, that that that's that's a very deep idea. <laughs> Because I, because I always thought like, I don't know, maybe that it was kind of loving, and it just got worse and worse and worse. And but like you're saying, like no, at that point we fucked it up. Yeah, we've yeah. Been on a back foot since then.
2: Yeah, and uh, and perhaps we're vulnerable. One point that I make is that the origin of uh, civilization in the Fertile Crescent, right, it just pops up out of fucking nowhere, fully formed with algebra, you know. And, uh, you know, a number a writing system, lawyers, fucking accountants, the whole fucking thing, all just yeah. right there and fucking genetically modified fucking uh, wheat. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And yeah,
3: it's just old, like. It was seeded from the old, older culture, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But everyone knows that now. So, let you know. I know. But it was seeded, but also in a way that like it
2: was operating in this new fashion, which is this hierarchical stratified fashion based mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. The threat of death, basically, right mm, mm. Uh, and so I'm just like this is when it began, right? This is when this mode of operation began, this adversarial mode, right, which it was like this formation of these city states, yeah, it's like we're doing the same shit they were doing, you
0: know what I mean yeah
3: okay, okay, great, great points, okay, so 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 something I've been thinking. Thinking about a lot recently, right? It, it, um, is is that okay? So, turns out that fear is the enemy. It's, it's a cliche, <laughs> but it really is. It, it, the actual enemy is fear, yeah and the actual solution to the whole fucking problem is love. And it's yes. so simple, it's so cliche, and it's exactly the, one of the most deep, profound truths any of us will ever realize in this place, truly. But then the, the devil's in the detail because it's like although those are simple strategic goals, like the implementation of that can become infinitely complex. So so what I've realized, and maybe you can push back and sort of stress test some of these ideas that, that I'll put out, because I might not have them exactly right, but I, I think fear is all, always a bifurcation. So see see if you can disprove it. So so what um what that means is let, let's just say I'm a nervous 16-year-old guy, right? And I want to approach a hot chick and I and I go up to her and I'm aiming for the to, to I don't know, like seduce her and have sex with her or what have you. But in my psyche there's this object in the astral actually as it happens of like well what happens if i don't or like what happens if i get judged or what happens if like my inner sneaking suspicion that i'm truly an inferior person gets actualized right and then and then so there's there's two things there's the aim of what you want and then there's this thing that you can't have and can't accept and that kind of want to push away Actually, exactly like someone avoiding a bully in a high school, it's the same principle, but just manifested. And so, what happens in the inner then is like you—you've got your aim, and then you've got this secondary object that's being pushed away, but simultaneously by the action of pushing, charged up, and and um, and and in mass. And then now you're in this like, can I get it? Can I not? Can I get it? Can I not? And then to the degree to which you can't control the fear, is the degree to which the mass of this thing grows and if it gets sufficiently big clicks in and um you know sort of goes into the manifested world and you know they all laugh at you or whatever it is that, that was the specificity of this thing so there are many manifestations of fear like fucking guilt fomo neediness um you know, uh, I had a big list of like fifty of them, but like they all seem to be escaping my mind. Fear of forgetting the list. There you go. <laughs> That's the one. I'm like I'm trying to get the list. Oh, I might forget them, and then and then this thing goes right. Fear, yeah, yeah. fear of doom. Fear of Fear of judgment. That's a gigantic one. And and but they all have this bifurcation pattern. And then just and hopefully you can stress that just to make it out or push back to these ideas in a second. But if two people come like that. Then that now there's like four objects, right? There's there's the, the two aims that the two individuals have got, and then the two fear things. And if they're resonating on similar fears, which they almost certainly will do, then that kind of creates this like superior and inferior thing. So mm-hmm. you can see that in like a like a narcissist and a codependent, for example, they both resonate on their sense of shame, so they find each other and there's chemistry. One gets the superior position, mm-hmm. one gets the inferior position, and then and then there's that. But then the shadow of each other. You know, like it's
1: yeah, who, who's
2: planet. wearing the pants,
3: right? <laughs> right. So, just to finish that point, but then if you get like a whole, at least 10 or a 50 or 100 or a whole city of these people, right? They, they now form a three dimensional matrix in that simple structure that I showed you there, which necessarily must arrange itself hierarchically. Yeah. Because everyone's fear is being projected outwards, right? Yeah. So you get this multi-level hierarchy, and I think that's why there's the connection to what you're saying there to do with cities at the beginning of this fear culture, because fear. Ha- if you once you understand the psycho-spiritual stuff as well as the manifested world, which is the reality we actually live in, you understand that it, it has to arrange itself in hierarchies like that, which which is cities. You know. Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely
2: agree with you, um, you know, in every aspect, actually. And it it, uh, resonates with what I talk about, like almost one to one, you know, for sure. Um, Which is,
0: yeah,
2: which is that there's a pattern that develops, right? When everyone is operating um, uh, with the same initial conditions, you know what I mean? And so. um. The dis- decisions that are made, you talk about this bifurcation, which is like this—you know, like a, you know, um, a fork in the road, right? It changes yeah. the the outcome, right? You take this path, you end up taking the path you're trying to avoid, you know.
3: Yeah, and, and that's what fear does. It makes you take the path you're trying to avoid. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> and, and and so. um but there's this aggregate phenomenon, right? That as you say, it's like, if everyone is doing this right, then on aggregate, you get this pattern that develops, right? Which is like, yeah, a structure of society. And uh, it's a a hierarchy, right? And it's stratified, right? Yeah. And it's it's pyramid shaped and it promotes the, you know, um, for the ones who are in the top, you know, Um, to try to maintain that position at all costs
3: yes because those people at the top still resonate on the same devastating level of shame or what have you that the rest of the hierarchy is in right it's just they have so much projected superiority that they're propped up so much but Mm -hmm. like like with a little crack in that thing they'll come tumbling down because to, to live with that level of shame or fear of judgment or what have you it's it's a colossal psycho-spiritual weight to bear that requires maybe a million people or or half a billion people in, in the case of some of these true elites to to hold up.
1: Yeah.
2: And uh so you know, to make a, a more of a, a connection, right, to or you know, to recognize the congruency with both of our thinkings, you know, um that uh this pattern that emerges, right? A structure, right? It's like a crystal. Right it's a crystal, and you know, in um just as an example of that, you know the that Japanese scientist who took pictures of uh, water while it was freezing, right yeah. as it, it's crystallizing, right? the crystallizing of water, right? And if you right, and based on what, you know, vibration, right, put different words on the container, the crystallization would come out differently, you know, yes. And the crystallization, you know, was all fucked up and you know uh, chaotic looking for negative energies like hate or whatever you put that word on there, you know. Okay. And then it and then it would can be it would be perfect, you know, snowflake fucking structure, right? Yeah. If uh, you know, for the the inverse of that, right? Yes. And so we have this same thing with the structure of society as a crystal, you know, as a crystal network, right? That's that's
3: a good point. So so, so that structure, sorry to cut in, but the psycho-spiritual structure that I was talking about there, if you could actually see it clearer than we're describing it here, it -hmm. would actually be an ugly, shitty sort of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then everyone's jockeying for
2: position all the time to try to, like, um, get one up over, you know what I mean? To try to, like, climb,
3: right? That but that's it, man. So like, I I don't know. I, do you, you sound like you probably read a bit of Young, or a lot of your audience would have would have done, probably.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm critical of all fucking of these guys who are postalized. right? Yeah, but I, I love, like it, I love their information mostly, but usually I find that there's one bit of poison that just ruins it, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure, man. We're,
2: we're <laughs> like, like, but like I, I, I like you I like. But not just, like just the flaw of
3: human, but like in their argument, right? Is what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, it will be. We're, we're all groping yeah. for it. And you know, yeah. yeah, okay. I'm with you. Okay. So with that caveat in place, he talks a lot about the, the age of Pisces in, in his book Ion. Um and like what the what he points out is like look, Pisces is two fish, right? The light, the light fish and the dark fish. And at the beginning you get this messianic impulse um with like you know you get it in a lot of those like a scene people like maybe like john the baptizer or like certain people like that that kind of get it have that kind of christ energy and then the master jesus comes along and he and he just steps into that spirit of the age and massively embodies that first spirit and for, for, for people that like haven't thought about this maybe as much as me and birch have like look at these ages as like he's kind of like I don't, I don't know, like magnetic fields that sort of like pass through the the, the collective um, psyche and spirit of the planet, and they last about two thousand two hundred years, and they sort of like forms patterns and, and actual truths um, that that we that sort of represent themselves fractally, like you know, in the inner planes, and then all the way to the manifested world. So. During that first fish of, of Pisces, right, it's all like there's a lot of stuff we can say about it. But one of it is, is like is you're trying to follow the fish, follow the fishermen, right? So like you get these great cathedrals gr- growing in the cities, and it's and that is is a um, resonant sort of fractal representation of the way the psyches are, which are like striving for that like Christ fish, trying to reach up for something good, you know, in these schools of of hierarchies, right? Mm-hmm. But then you get the second fish, which is the dark fish, right? And, you know, so now, like, what's the big dream of the modern age for those people that haven't gone into the new age yet or substantially? It's like, I want to be a success. I want to be successful. And what does that? It usually means money and like, or like getting on the cover of Forbes magazine or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and so like, so we're still in those hierarchies and, we, and you know, which is what you were so beautifully saying with with your crystal argument, which I thought was really cool. But like in the manifested world, like you look at the, the skyline of cities, right? And there are these ugly Shitty skyscrapers yeah. reaching to the heavens that are just these big power pyramids. And what's all these people in all these layers doing? They're doing something irrelevant, something probably they don't even like because they're striving to be a success. And the next tier is striving to be the success. And the guy at the top of the skyscraper, you know, he's competing with the next fish in the next yeah, skyscraper.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's Pisces. Mm. So, uh, yeah i mean you were you mentioned that i I had a vision
2: of the yin yang when you were mentioning the the two uh the light fish and the dark fish
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah you know
2: and uh you know and i see that this the way that the fear model works which is you know you could call it the scarcity model right right because i think uh the fear is based on this uh um fear of death you know this survival mechanism right a lot of it a lot of our fear i say that the ego is necessary obviously right it's necessary for us to be ambulatory in the environment right to keep us alive right (laughs) right and but in society we're insulated from that immediate danger of the environment and so uh, we act like our life is in danger, right, in our relation to others. But really, it's just our status, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and so it's everyone's, you know, with knives out in the way uh, to always get one up on someone else. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that's like that's no way to be. And that's the pattern that you were speaking of. This is like this kind of behavior on aggregate you know, in the whole population creates the pattern of our civilization, which is a rise and fall, right? Which is a, the light fish and the dark fish, right? The balance, right? And I'm not making an argument that this, this polarity is necessary. In fact, I'm saying that this polarity is an unnatural polarity. The one that runs our fucking civilization, right? It's a rhythm that is unnatural, Right and requires death and loss in order to revalue the uh, the offer that we are made by basically government without a better way of phrasing it.
3: You know what I mean? I think we probably agree about this, man. But like, but I, I would say I think it's natural. It's just a, kind of a, a retarded and and more necessarily materialist reductionist, but natural manifestation of con- consciousness, right? And it's like you're leaving a lot of really cool stuff on the table, but but it's still natural like i i think you
2: know mm-hmm. well i think our the the point i that's really the point i'm really trying to make in all of my discussions that i had to like start talking about and i'm so glad that we are on the same wavelength you know i uh, i think i really think we are but i just want to make myself clear about this point is like that uh, the way that we live which is through exchange this is what i say is like uh, we're not, we integrate, we know we uh, interface with the environment as a group, right? As a social structure, right? Because, and so it's like a body in, in a way, right? It is. It's and, a body and it's, and it's a society, <laughs> too. And it's yeah. a spirit as well. And this body, you know, has all of these functions that we all can't do the function of the whole thing. So we all do different things in order to make this thing work, right? And so this exchange is the, This is who we are. Right. This is the exchange. But the exchange is infected with this fear fucking bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so when I when you say it's natural, I'd completely agree. But there's this unnatural aspect. that's running the rhythm of it. Right. Despite us being still exchanging with each other, which is our nature. It's the point I want to make. Our nature is not to compete, but actually to exchange. Right. This is what we're built to do.
3: You know I, I wonder I wonder man like like I mean probably we're doing a too lost in the weeds on this but like fear is clearly a part of my psyche and your psyche and everyone's psyche right and like mm-hmm. as a creator you know made in the image of the creator it's just part of me that I've got to master. So I've come to a place to to master this particular thing. Because if I don't, my creation's going to get all fucked up and look like a Soviet Union tower block or something (laughs) like that until I can work it out. You know, so I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying I approve of it. I'm not saying I want scam demics or like Soviet Union tower blocks or anything like that. Right, but but I am saying it's a real part of the universe. It's a part of me. It's part of you. Part part of our audience. And we got to, you know, one of the one of the actual tangible things we've got to learn and do to get through this thing is. We we got to master off is an integrate, you know.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. Um. Yeah, I'm not saying. I guess that. Uh. uh of course, yeah, it, it exists and it relates to what I was saying about the ego. It's what keeps us alive. You know, it's like you know, you know what I mean. It's like you have to have. Uh, when there's mortal danger, you have to be aware, <laughs> right? Yeah. And that sometimes. You know, is you know, if you want to stay alive, you got to take action, right? So there, you could fear in that sense is in an informative uh, quantity, right? It informs you on what action to take based on your perception of the surroundings, right? I but agree, and I think, but sorry.
1: our perception
2: can be fucking uh, faulty, right? The way we perceive what is dangerous to us, right, is I think uh, can be uh, I mean, I think this is what we're honing in on on as what perhaps might be the problem, right? You're saying fear is the problem, but uh, the way that, you know, the what we actually are afraid of, like we have to, to manage that in a way that's different. And when I mentioned the scarcity model, this is what I, you know, it's like this is the material problem, right? Is that everyone, there's a limited supply, right? Scarcity model of value, right? and so yeah. there is things that are valuable in this plane because there are things that are required to stay alive right those are the original value right that's original value could you uh, agree with that do you think you agree with that like
3: like it, it, at least mostly if not entirely like but like but i wonder man like if that's just from the perspective of a retarded culture like <laughs> actually, if, if we if we developmentally only... delayed, developmentally yeah. delayed. <laughs> yeah, like like those like the Atlantean culture or great or other extraterrestrial cultures. Like, like what can they do with their minds and their te- technology? And maybe like 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 the the scarcity is just a product of the fear itself. And if we got to a more sophisticated sort of psyche, then it it solves it. I mean, y- y- you know this is true because even in your own life, right? Like if you if you live in a, in a in a more dumbed down unskillful way you as an individual are going to have much more scarcity whereas the more evolved you get all right i'm not saying you'll be able to transcend all scarcity i certainly can't but i can definitely transcend most of it yeah by doing the the, the good principles you know and what i'm saying is i'm just extrapolating that i think well if i really nail it or you do or anyone else does do you get fully out of it i like i i wonder well um i
2: mean that's what we're getting at right and i think that's the work that you're doing right is how to make this uh psychological transformation right that is required right in order to perceive the um that there is actually an infinite supply right (laughs) to recognize that and that there's nothing to be afraid of there's nothing to protect
3: you know yeah Exactly. Because, because I, I think, yeah, you're spot on because this is a war between good and evil. It's a war between a fear culture and a love culture. And that's the game. And if, if we get too much fear and we don't get enough love, they're going to win. And if we get enough love, like it, it, it all, all the consequences of fixing all their different scams and the, and the cabal itself, like are just downstream from that that's done. And so, so like, yeah, as a life coach, I love talking about fasting. I love talking about like magnesium supplements. I love talking about some clever you know, psychological trick for something. It's all great. I like all that, but they're all low-order things, right? Like they're all near the manifested world or in it. Like I see so clearly now. I don't know if I'm any good at articulating it, but like the the real scorecard on this is gnosis. And if there's enough of that sun, and I'm speaking in metaphors here of something that truly exists in a world, which is best where the best language is metaphor. If the sun rises on 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 Earth enough then then our problems are solved and and the stuff we're talking about with love and abundance and the rest of it like is, is a product of that sum so so for my work which is you know I'm a, i am i do some investing like I, I i'm a life coach and i and, I, and i've thrown my weight into this like you know freedom fighting thing this this, this you know this thing we're in and, and they're all the same fucking thing the same thing is like look can you get the gnosis can you get the gnosis because if we get enough of it the game's done uh i don't know if i made that point clearly it's kind of on the edge of what i know yeah i mean if you know taking
2: the the root word of the meaning of gnosis right which is knowledge right is that how you're, where you're going with that
3: well, it, it, both it, it, it is knowledge but it but it's just, it's not just any old knowledge it's, it's no. a specific psycho-spiritual current that runs in the inner and props up every now and then with like the Essenes, with the knights templar with the with the um um like the 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 troubadours the cathars like you know that moses you know Mm -hmm. the alchemists yeah
1: yeah um i mean i i see what you're saying
2: and what i want to latch on to is like that this stream that you're talking about is like this is um um this if you can tap into it right then you would be able to operate in a manner that is from a position of love is that what you're saying
3: love and a much more real much more expansive much more interesting much more beautiful uh wonderful exciting level of consciousness yes that that that's our side or what we aspire to the the, the other side is this is like the empire from star wars or it's mordor and it's this it's the fear-based system that you're talking that you've been so beautifully describing.
2: Yeah, and so I want to see that my breakthrough that I had was to
1: recognize that that, uh, there's no escaping
0: polarity, right? Meaning you can't escape
2: these polar relationships of, you know, when you say it's like a battle of good versus evil, right? You know, you know what I mean. Um, and it's so, on an all back with that, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I and mean, so that's a uh, you know one example that is loaded, right? That is like fully loaded. And but you know, these other straightforward ones are all natural polarities, right? Which are things that the rhythm of nature that happens naturally, right? um between all of the things that like have like magnetism for example positive and negative right and you know um all of these other things that are recognizable through the rhythm of the way the cosmos unfolds right right you can say that the polarity is unavoidable right
3: yeah, like it seems it's that in the, the manifested world, like you've got to have polarity, that's that's like a, a part of it, yeah,
2: yeah, so, and so it and they um exhibit a rhythm with each other, you know, for example, like you know, um, light and dark, right? It's like there's a rhythm, right? At what point the dark has the superior, and so you can think of it as a wave, right? It's a wave, you know, a wave of yeah. properties, right? And and so. Um, With the the Hermeticism, it's like everything is vibration and everything is frequency,
0: right?
2: And so frequency has, you know, waves have this property, this polar property, right? That there's no peak of a wave without a trough, right? And so the whole fabric of the way that the universe unfolds as this uh, interaction of these frequencies, right? Right. It's like matter is just really slowed down, uh, uh, energy, right. And information, right. Um, is, you know, this is just a natural part of the rhythm of the universe, right.
3: Do do you want me to to, to add to that? Or do you want to flesh out your idea a bit more first?
2: Yeah, I was just going to try to relate it to these polarities that exist in our, um, um, in our uh, cognitive uh, space, right, which is our collective knowledge, right? Um, and and so it's um this good and evil is one of them, right? And so uh, if and it's a thing that is made up by by human beings, right? It's good and evil as a polarity is not something that exists for in order for you know the universe to continue its unfolding processes you know what we, i mean we,
3: we don't know about that like i i so so you know does th- good and evil exists in our in our cousins from the stars like or is it something specific to Earth, but it, you know? it it exists um
2: it's a mental construct meaning that it's in a, it's an idea right it's an
3: idea yeah, but but like um, inner inner like, um, objects, be it spiritual, astral, psychological, what have you, are, are not always subjective. Like there are objective facts in the inner planes, just like there are in in the manifested world. Like that matter which planet you're on, helium is helium, iron is iron, the weak nuclear force is the weak nuclear mm-hmm. force. You can chop it and change it and label it how you like. It's there, and and there and there are patterns and structures in the inner planes that that like you know happen no matter what, whether you agree with it. Come up with it or not. Gnosis you know, so actually was an example of that when we talked about psycho spiritual undercurrent. It's just like that. And th- and that's one of the really cool things that will happen when we start having more of a forthright conversations with, with, with the aliens, right? It's like, we can test this. We'll be like, do you have archetypes too, or is that just us? <laughs> like, <laughs> like is your, do you have morality and natural law, or is, is that just us? Like, or is it skewed your way? Like, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. So.
2: Well, you know, I mean, since you're mentioning that right now, I'll just jump to some of my thinking on that is that uh, um, uh, the the galactic races, you know, whatever they may be, um, must have a a particular way of being, right? Or they would not have made it into, you know, into that level, right? Up to that level, you know?
1: Yeah.
2: And, And so um it's like w- we won't be able to get to that level and until we make this psychological transformation that is required yeah. to operate right and it could be that we are actually the earth is actually under quarantine right because currently if we um we the way we are can't be allowed to spread like it's a fucking infection you know
3: <laughs> well it's, it's a bit <laughs> yeah i mean like people like Stephen greer certainly think that and it, you know i trust that guy on the whole and it makes a lot of sense like if i if i was like a mega wise alien and i'd be like all right i want to let these guys work it out i don't want to be like an inter- intergalactic communist or anything but <laughs> but like at the same time they can't be going off with their scale of physics to this place because so they will just fuck it up you know <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, so that's the point I'm trying to make is about this. Uh, it is a, um, an artificial polarity, right, to me, because it requires a divided consciousness to even consider what, it, what good and evil is. It's an attack, right, of conscious beings on another, right? That's like a basic definition, right? Or, you know,
1: well, right? Well, and wonder-
2: so... But I'm just trying to like just to smooth this over until I get to my point, which is that um, there there is what I'm saying is, is that if you are operating from one side of a polarity, for example, good. Right. Then you are defined by the other side and it's unity in disguise. And so it you create a rhythm that requires the other to exist. And so without evil, then then um where would good be you know what i mean i think you're right <laughs> like how Man, do you define yeah. it how do you define it but what i'm getting no, no. at is, is that i just want to make this thing because we totally are on the same thing dude it's just that we've made different uh pathways and our our training is different so the way we think about it is different but it's, but, it's, but it's exactly but it's one,
3: one notice like multiple paths one mountain many many paths up it yeah um
2: but to get to the point of uh this
3: um what is
2: essential right what you were saying before in the beginning is that uh that love is the the key to our making it through this transition and building something that is uh that would be you know move into the future in a beautiful way you know what i mean right and so love is the key and so i'm making all these points about polarity is um that Polar relationships are both of them, right? And so you can't claim to be good, right? In the Dallas perspective, that would be inferior virtue, right? Is overly concerned with the perception of how that of that virtue, right?
3: Yeah. You know so that, I mean? that would be virtue signaling. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah, so that's, yeah. But that's such an important distinction. So, so we don't want that. That that's just bullshit. Yeah. Whether you're superior, inferior, you're two but, parts of the same ugly system. It's but a, also yeah. recognizing what is bad and being like,
2: and then defining yourself on, on resisting that. Like this is what you were talking about before you get what you resist against. You know, it's like when you, when you position yourself to fight against the opposite polarity, then you're just creating a rhythm that requires the other polarity to, to exist. You know what I mean? You, right. And I so it's, yeah. And so we, We would like to operate as conscious beings, as part and connected, you know, as the whole, really. It's like, I think we can agree, right, that um, we are all of the totality of everything, right? It's just we're having an experience, right, in which we have to come to terms with that, (laughs) you know, and still be effective, right, Um, in this 3D realm, right, which is your ambulatory self right with your two fucking hands right you are separate but you are everything all at once and i agree and so it's like as conscious beings there's this thing it's like to remove yourself from that rhythm right that rhythm right is to let go of the defense of your psychological sense of self you know hmm Okay, and so just
3: to add to that, there, but like, I, I I wonder about whether whether I would. Okay, I'll tell you what I think about that last thing, because because like, look, we talked about the ego in 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 its core, and like, we do have egos, and like, you know, con- the unpopular opinion I've got is like that. Like, the question really is like, how how do you skillfully apply your ego? And my answer to that is like, look, you get the ego to look up to the higher self, right? And, and so whilst I am in this body and I do have this ego consciousness, what I want to do is make the most of it and make it as good as possible. Bring the principles of heaven to earth. Let's not have a slave planet. Let's have a, a planet where the good things reign. You know? and, and, and to do that, I'm I'm aiming for love because I understand that love is upstream from that. And then all the core cool freedom and all that sort of thing is downstream from that psycho-spiritual event, love, the rising of the sun, gnosis yeah. and that sort of thing. And, and, I, and probably that is polarity because I think you're moving towards the creator as you go. To, well, you are moving towards the creator yeah. when you do that. And then the manifested is, is another polarity. You know that that that's the way. You know that's gnosis for the creator. You know, and then, and then the creator is gnosis for the manifested. And so probably we are actually moving towards that polarity.
1: Yeah,
0: um, I was.
2: Just to like, yeah, the polarity aspect is is fucking absolutely essential. But to recognize that what is the thing, right, that removes you from a rhythm, right, from actually being defined by the opposite, right? Like a resonance or like, or isn't? Um, it is a way to understand uh, um, that uh, when you get trapped in a polar relationship, it's that you're not one side right you're actually both the superior and the inferior and then they they rhythmically cycle back and forth you know Well, that's
3: why i was trying to you you yeah. so beautifully fed <laughs> back to what i've been grappling with this insight of fear being polarized like that that's really good thank you
2: yeah yeah and uh and so it creates actually operating from that you get into a manic positioning in a way whereas like you are going through a rhythm in, um, you know, internally yourself with this internal conflict that is created. Um, and so, um, right to get rid of, to r- remove yourself from that rhythm, right, is to operate from a non-polar positioning, right? From a positioning that doesn't, isn't subject to rhythm. And what is the thing that doesn't have a polarity, right? Has no opposite. And so I'm just going to like flat out and say it. It's like it's love, right? Love is the nonpolar. Love is just that, right? And so operating from that position is superior virtue because it doesn't ever consider the opposite. It only just is, you know.
3: I think that's an incredible insight. I don't often say that, but I think you bloody nailed it, and you've you've really got me thinking about that. Because as as you were leading up to that, I was thinking, well, am I aiming for something that's polar, or like am I aiming for something beyond that? You know, and, and and it is, and like I think when you when you look at the Gnostics and stuff, like like Jung, for example, it's light and dark, it's everything and nothing, it's the whore yeah. and it's princesses, you know, and 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 that perhaps what they're trying to say is what you more precisely said there, where it's like, it's outside of polarity. Like, like, uh, I don't know if you know a, a little bit of Kabbalah, maybe some of your audience does. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's related to all of this hermetist, hermeticism, you know, but I haven't gone super deep into it. No,
3: no. Well, you, well okay. You don't have to you just think of the tree of life. Right. And then, and then yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Which is where you find that love and the, the Christ is in the spirit of Tipperath, and it's 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 balanced. Like the spirit of Tippereth is the one that links to just about everything. Yeah, you know? yeah, and, then, and so, that's it's, the so, heart, so right? it's the heart, right? It's the it, heart, right? Yeah, it's, it's the heart in, in in the body. But like when when you were saying about like love being non-polar, I was like, well, that sounds a lot like Tippereth. So that links into that, and that's where you find the Christ. And I know the Christ is the way out of this stuff. I know, and I know that if anyone's backs getting up from me saying that, I know it's such a cliche, and I know a lot of people really messed up that whole like, oh yeah, follow Jesus thing. But it's like I'm right, no. not right about that, you know? No, I, I probably,
2: agree. It's, and I would like, you know, for the people that have that as a trigger, you know, just be like, oh, okay, it's Christ consciousness, right? <laughs> it's this um, whole perception, holy perception, as in the, the word holy, you know, yeah. is that you can perceive in a whole manner. And this is the 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 point that I was that I really try to make in all of my discussions. Right. This is the point I'm trying to make is that um, when you are um, at your best, right, you are not aware of yourself.
3: That's such a good point. <laughs> because you know. when you're afraid and you're treading on eggshells, you're like you're so self-conscious, aren't you? And you're so thinking about all these things. Whereas yeah. when you're in when when you're in the messy but sexy flow of love, like you're not thinking about anything. It's just streaming, the genius is streaming through you. That's yeah. a really good point.
2: Yeah, and is it a- so that people call that flow state you were just say streaming and it's like that's what flow is right and that's the meditative state that's the attempt you're making when you meditate is to dissolve the sense of self you know and so that is the crux of everything really like that is the superposition that is per- that you must permit without observing observing it and defining yourself right and measuring well, my, yourself
3: to right? be clear there is a point of observation and i am aware and I am conscious, and I am manipulating consciousness with that. Mm-hmm. And my ego is there, so so it, it's it's still there. There's still a sense of self, yeah. Um, but it's but it's jacked into a psycho-spiritual energy that it's sort of like feeling from a vastly superior type of in, uh, expression of consciousness. Whereas the people that are all treading on eggshells and worried and bifurcated and in fear, yeah, they're like locked in like the etheric and the astral and like grappling with all these things frantically down here without that groovy energy coming, coming through from the top.
2: Yeah. And that's the defense of your sense of self. Like this is the grappling that's happening. You know what I mean? Is that everyone is, you can't, when you set out to defend your psychological, who you think you are, your identity, basically, then you, it's a lifelong proposition. You'll always be patching that shit, you know? So when you let it go, right. When you let it go, then you open the space for divine inspiration, for lack of a better term. You know what no, I mean? No, we're
3: on the same page. Yeah. I want to find the terms. This is so important because so, so that is not an ego death at all. No, um, no. What that is, is, is is the weird shit little constructs of like, oh, my name's Richard, and I'm a guy, and I'm a life coach, and I'm superior, and I've got like a Louis Vuitton handbag, and like that stuff. Like that's the stuff that dies. Yeah. And it truly does. Yeah. Same with the fear, same with the inferior, all that stuff. But but a point of, a, of awareness remains. It's just much more expanded and infinitely um, more skillful and creative.
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so when you, yeah, it's that state because, look, when you let go of of your sense of self, right, you become infinitely more capable because yeah. you are open to the infinite.
1: You well, know what I you mean? You.
2: But you're still there doing, you're still here for a reason. And so now suddenly your, yourself, like your, your vehicle becomes so much more powerful. You know what it, I mean? For creation.
3: You know? So great, great points, man. So, okay. So look, do you know what it is? It's a persona death and it's, and it's a, it's a complex, as in Jung complex death. Those are the things that die. The mask we wear and the shadow mm-hmm. that it casts dies. The ego is doing just great. It's just it's just managing a much more interesting uh, f- form of psycho-spiritual energy. Yeah, it's
2: a, a much um, better and more robust uh, a set of information. <laughs> you know what I mean?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so maybe maybe we can finish on this because because this is mm-hmm. it. So love is the answer. And it's and and this is a, a lot of nuance in, 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 into what why it's the answer. Because if you if you're jacked into love, you have to sacrifice these lesser little constructs of oh, I've got this money and I've got this qualification. That's all yeah. gotta go. But what you get in return is this is this genius stuff. And if you and, and if you really let it flow, you'd be like a Mozart or you'd be like a Nostradama, yeah. one of those yeah. cool guys, you know? Like yeah. Uh, and 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 to to put a fine point on that guys like this is the war if enough people on this planet get enough of that stuff that groovy gnostic energy the the love the christ whatever you want to call it right the game's done we win we can handle the scale of physics and 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 the med beds and, and and the nuclear bombs and the rest of it if we don't we're fucking done for and it's it's the sun Versus set—it's Horus versus set—it's light versus dark—it's—it's it's Gnosis versus I don't know, like the the Archons and and their shit boring fucking crap contrived inventions. Yeah,
2: and uh, to remember also that love is non-polar, right? So there's no opposite to love. People like try to say it's hate, but that's a try—that's an attempt at ownership of love. Like the only way hate could be opposite of this is if you tried to own love. <laughs> You know, but uh, uh, love doesn't have an opposite. It doesn't have an opposite, and so you can remove yourself from that uh, that rhythm, right, and operate from the fulcrum, right, instead of swinging on the pendulum, you know, <laughs> right, which would be that rhythm. I, th- I think
3: it, what I've written that down. I think there's immense profundity to that, and I, I, I got to go away and think about it because I, I think you you said something really, really profound there that deserves a lot of a lot of meditation
2: yeah and so we can end it on that but it's like i i just want to like make that point it's it's like if you operate from a position of love then um the um the the they right with for lack of a better term you know when we all of us who can see what's happening like can recognize a they like they are someone's pulling the strings right (laughs) right you we remove the power right remove their leverage on us right right it it actually um uh, removes all of everything that sustains the day when we operate from that position
1: you
0: know brilliant yeah uh, honestly I think it's a brilliant, brilliant. insight I thank you yeah and
2: uh it was brilliant to talk to you dude and um we can uh swap recordings if you would like and you can use whichever one you. Yeah, want. I would like that as well. Okay.
3: Yeah, well, we'll, we'll give it, we'll give it to Victoria, and um, we'll, we'll put this on my my channel. And if you'd like to, let's do this again in a few months because we can we can loop around this and, and go go deeper on some other insights if you'd like.
2: Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, yeah, there's definitely more to talk about for sure.
3: Yeah, th- thank you for an excellent conversation. I really, I really, I appreciate that tremendously. <laughs> No, and thank you, because actually
2: uh, I've been, you know, just broadcasting to the world from by myself mostly. And But this is the, you know, I've felt like we're talking about the same thing this time here, oh, yeah. you, you and I, you know. And that's the first time that I've had that really, you know.
3: Well, it's no such, and we're talking yeah, about the same yeah. thing that the Cathars and the Templars and the Master Jesus and the Alchemists are talking about.
2: Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, this is the information that we require for sure.
3: But, uh,
1: yeah, I lost you there, but, uh, yeah, so good, dude, and we'll talk to you soon.